Hi, I'm Dave Aldridge. You're listening to Deeper Centile. It's Wednesday. According to some rules I arbitrarily set myself, uh, I should be doing random things, mucking around with cards or dice and random tables today, but I'm not going to. I haven't got time. Uh, I haven't really got... <laughs> Uh, I haven't really got a good idea for that today, so instead I'm going to talk about some upcoming plans that I have for new RPG projects. I quite enjoy hearing other people's upcoming projects, so that's what I'm going to do today. But first, I'm very pleased to have my first call in from from Che, Roleplay Rescue, so I'm going to play that for you. Hey Dave, Che Webster from Roleplay Rescue. Sorry to be very late to the party here, but I just started listening to your podcast. Uh, Cherry Garch, uh, you're rolling up a Traveller character episode one, and I love that. Uh, so I just want to say thank you for starting, and I really enjoyed that episode. I mean, I'm a massive fan of Traveller, so have been, you know, ever since, what were we talking, 1980-something. Um, so just thank you for recording it and doing it. It was great, it was fun, I was having a good smile and a chuckle. Um, keep up the good work, man. All the best. Hey, Che, thanks for calling in. I'm really pleased to hear from you. Um, Yeah, in the early days, uh, I did more of my rolling on random tables. Uh, It's good to hear that you kind of get what I was going for there. I've had some support, actually, for that. One of the problems with doing that is, at the moment, I've been really busy. I've had to just basically steal time to do these so I'm tending to do them on the move or in my car so I I haven't got my rule books around me and my dice it's not easy to do it but I will get I will get back to that at some point one thing if you're listening from the start you'll see what an inconstant soul I am I keep making promises and then deciding that I know what the podcast is about and changing my mind it's a bit amorphous at the moment but at some time at some point I think I'll settle on what my particular contribution is the anchorite community but I mean I'm enjoying it stealing a bit of time tonight various things happened I got back from work late which meant I couldn't look after the kids so they've all had to be taken out on their various activities even the ones that aren't doing the activities are are having to be dragged around because I didn't get home in time but that means me and Eddie are chilling for an hour or so and I've got some time to record something not feeling inspired to roll on any random tables tonight so I'm going to talk about a few upcoming projects but listening to uh, Chase GM's journal Che of course the roleplay rescue podcast listening to the GM's journal I hear Che doing a bit of live rolling I really enjoyed your your goblin battle Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that's that's out there as a thing you know just kind of sitting down and rolling things up and seeing what seeing what happens. I very much enjoyed that. Uh, I just listened back to that to make sure the sound was all right and heard myself say in the early days. I've been at this, what, three weeks, a month? Uh, <coughs> in the early days. Anyway, yeah, so tonight I've got three upcoming games. Um, one of them is certain because it's a convention game. The other two are sort of... Um, aspirations towards new games but I'm hoping one or other of them will come off so yeah I'm going to tell you about those now all right game number one will probably come as no surprise to anyone who's been listening to the last couple of episodes I've been talking about it a little bit it's been in my you know been at the back of my mind it's rapidly moved to the front 
Game number one, Numenera. I am relatively confident that I'm going to get a new Numenera campaign, or at least entice some people to try it out for a couple of sessions. Maybe it'll grow into a campaign, maybe not. Uh, I'm really excited about this. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had to put an end, various reasons, I had to put an end to an ongoing Numenera campaign. It had been going for quite a while. Um, I was really pleased with how that was going and I've kind of ached for it since um, so how this has come about uh, I was making some noise about something on Twitter and I got a message saying oh hi in the town where I live there's this I'm, I'm aware of a couple of role-playing communities but somebody said oh you know we've got a discord going on some meetups and I found a whole new role-playing community in my local area which I didn't previously know about and it looks like from a post on the Facebook group I was quite skeptical because usually these things I've been to some of these meetups before and you know you turn up with your rule book and you realize everybody there's a GM everybody's looking for a game and there aren't any players or at least that's been my experience in the past but anyway I put a message out on the Facebook group and I've had a response it looks like there's a couple of people a couple of people there keen to play anything which is always a good sign. And then a couple of people there, when I offered a few things, because Numenera was there in the background, I offered Numenera. Somebody said, oh, yeah, I played that. I'd be really keen to play some more of that. So it looks like I'm not going to get to... Well, I am. I'm getting too excited. I'm getting too excited. These things aren't firm, really, are they, until you've got a, a couple of slots going and you realise you've got people that are serious about turning up. But I'm, I'm quietly confident sufficiently confident anyway to shell out I always meant to I've just shelled out on the the cipher decks uh, what I used to do with ciphers in the past well I had a nice little rig I had people with their mobile devices and when they picked up ciphers I would um, when I rolled them up I'd just take a quick photo of the the rules probably not meant to tell you this but just take a quick photo of the rules for that cipher and just send it to them by email so they had it and they could just call it up on their device but I've kind of always thought, I don't usually like games with accessories. I'm normally quite resistant of that kind of stuff. But, you know, Numenera is so built around the flow of ciphers that I've been meaning to, I've, been, I've needed an excuse to buy those. So I'm excited that I've got the cipher decks, the two cipher decks, one and two, and um, hoping they'll get some use. So that is number one. So my planning for that, I'm just going to get a few sessions ahead uh, I've talked a bit about how I plan for Numenera. I don't plan to bust the gut planning. I aim for my plans for each session to fit on a side of... Actually, I've got a nice new book. I've got an oversized, just slightly more than A4, squared paper book. So I think I'm going to aim to just fill one side of that with session notes if i need to sketch a little map i can do that that will be included in the one side and that's my aim um, and as i've said before i'm not looking for any kind of overarching campaign anytime soon i'm going to keep it episode episodic uh, make sure the sessions end make sure the action for that session is 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 brought to an end and resolved so that the next session will keep the same characters but be relatively discreet well, that's the style of play that i found i like so that's that's project number one i'll keep you posted quietly confident that i'm gonna get a new manera game together
brilliant. All right, number two is the Black Hack, second edition. Desperate to play this. Um, this arrangement is not ideal, but it looks like the way that I'm going to get to run some Black Hack sessions. This is linked to the other opportunity. When I got involved with this community, I realized they have a regular um, weekly gaming slot where a room is booked in a tavern and uh, you can turn up with what you want to run. And I am assured, although I've expressed my scepticism about this, I haven't been along to one yet, but I'm assured there are plenty of people looking for games. Uh, again, I've been involved in this kind of thing before, and I've often found that you have quite a lot of GMs trying very hard to woo the two or three players um, that are there. But I am assured this is not how it goes, so I'm going to give it a try. It's a bit difficult at the moment. It's in term time for me, so... Uh, I, I work quite a commute away. This starts a bit too early for me to get back in time for it, but I've got summer holiday coming up in about a month's time. I will have, well, I'll be able to, to, to make the evening slots, assuming, of course, they go through the summer. Um, but this is a, a fairly good opportunity that's galvanised me to, to get some notes together for the Black Hack. And I, I think the Black Hack is a good game to run for one of those kind of noisy three-hour pub slots. Players can pick it up relatively easy. Um, again, it's something I can keep. I can do a small, you know, five-room dungeon, keep it short and sweet, uh, even if it doesn't take all the time. Doesn't matter whether I have the same group of players or different players, because you can roll up characters in a in a matter of seconds. Um, again, I anticipate some amount of disappointment, uh, but I plan to do again very light prep. I think for this, I think I've talked enough about the black hat before. But I think the black hack is something I will enjoy prepping, making use not only of all of the Black Hacks random tables, but just whatever other random tables I fancy. In fact, I, th I think I might set that challenge to myself to, to do as much of the prep as possible in a completely random way, and then just bring along uh, whatever kind of map or scenario I've come up with. So again, I'll keep you posted. That's not going to start for another few weeks because things get busy for me towards the end of end of term but hopefully in the summer I'll be able to you know just grab a couple of hours on a weekend maybe to roll up a pretty random black hack scenario and then bring it along to one of these weekly evening meetups and, and see if I can entice some players maybe over time I might realize the same players are coming back to it and I might recruit them for a, for a campaign outside of that uh, of that setting but if it's different people each week as I say, the nature of the planning will be such that that won't really matter. Right, the last one I've mentioned before, but that's what I'm most excited about. And I know it's going to happen because it's going to be a convention game. It is Savage Worlds Kung Fu Cops. So this is a game that I offered for the Owlbear and Wizard Staff Con, which happens in Leamington Spa in September. 
did it last year. It was really good fun. I ran a Mutant Crawl Classics game. Small, really friendly con. I met loads of people that I'd sort of been following online. Uh, met the road crew, the Dungeon Crawl Classics road crew. Um, yeah, had a really good time. And so this time I thought I'd try something a bit adventurous. I'm offering a homebrew. This is with the Savage Worlds Adventure Edition. Actually, I put out, I did a little did a little Twitter poll and I offered three different games. I offered my Maze Rats in the Ninth World, which was what it says on the tin. I'll say more about this, but you know, if you are trying to play something like Numenera with younger players uh, who really can't handle, I've tried it with my kids, they really, they can't get into the sort of resource management thing handling the, the dice pools and stuff like that well you know maze rats is, is ready made to handle numenera you can rename the three attributes might speed and intellect and i've even made my own i may share it at some point i don't think it's perfect yet but i've made my own version of the randomly generating spell table to randomly generate ninth world style ciphers so i offered maze rats in the ninth world but i'm not sure anybody really realized what i was what i was offering there i'll say more about that at some later stage i offered i offered the black hack um but i don't think people could resist savage worlds kung fu cops double exclamation mark so i backed the the new edition i've got hold of the pdf savage worlds just is made for frantic numerous opponents martial arts fun uh, i've made a couple of little i've tried i just you know i want to just try out the new edition there are some changes uh, and some of those i'm not exactly sure whether they are for the better um, but I can't resist doing a little bit of home brewing to capture. Oh, yes, that's the other thing I did. I said, OK, so when I said we're going to do Kung Fu Cops, I then did another poll to say what kind of flavour do you want? What kind of style do you want? Sort of Chuck Norris and China O'Brien. Do you want Jackie Chan or do you want the raid? And uh, really, the raid came out on top by a long way. So then... So then I couldn't resist doing a few homebrew things to really encourage people to think about the martial arts, that kind of really visceral, violent, um, everything's a weapon type action that you get and just hordes of machete wielding, terrifying hordes of machete wielding opponents. So I couldn't resist doing a couple of little homebrew rules to to capture that style of martial arts but one of the changes that's there in the if you haven't seen the adventure edition yet i've got the pdf one of the changes that's there i can see why they've done it they've sort of unified the trick and test of will mechanics so what you had in the previous iteration was you had two different subsystems they each had their sort of own pros and cons i think the the trick was slightly more powerful, but you had to be creative about how you're going to do that. You rolled agility or smarts and, you know, it's, that's the equivalent of throwing sand in someone's face or whatever. But um, you had to come up with stuff. Whereas the test of will may be slightly less powerful, but you, it was always a, a use that you could put your intimidate or your taunt skill to. Um, what, what you've got in the adventure edition is you've got those unified into the test mechanic. There's also a support mechanic. Um, but you've basically got tricks and tests of will unified into a test mechanic where you can make a test with any skill that seems appropriate. So rather than rolling agility or smarts, you roll the relevant skill. 
Um, and you know you can be creative you can use any skill and then the opponent still resists with agility or smart so you you resist with the relevant attribute but the the test attack if you like is made with the relevant skill and i think that's quite fun i can see why they wanted to unify those two different things i like the idea that you can do it with whatever skill seems relevant i'm a little bit nervous about the fact that pretty much all of your agility tests are now captured by the use of the athletics skill so athletics becomes a really important you know if you want to do a kind of funky martial arts type trip as written it looks like you need to have a high athletics skill as well as a fight skill i'm probably going to rule that um you can use the highest of your fight or athletics on that it just seems like a a martial artist should be able to do a funky trip with their martial art, you know, with their fight skill. But we'll see how that goes. So, so I'm a little bit nervous about that, but I can see why they've done it. Um, and then the result of that is that you impose. So rather than the two different conditions that could be imposed either by a test or by a, uh, sorry, either by a trick or by a test of will, you've now got two different conditions that you can possibly inflict from a test, which kind of correspond to those ones. Um, so it's a little bit different. I'm still kind of nervous whether it's whether it's going to be that useful in a martial arts game. You know, the, the, the way Savage Worlds is written, pretty much all of the cool stuff you might do in martial arts is really just captured in your fight role. That's, that's, that's how it works. You can describe it how you like, but you're just making a fight attack, really. Um, I think I want a little bit more than that. And the, the tests imply that that's what they're for. But the, the downside is, I think, you know, you're, you, you're effectively using an attack... And as a result of that, you're going to inflict a condition. So, um, so I'm not sure whether tests will appeal to my players rather than just rolling fight and making the attack. I suppose you could do a test and then an attack. You know, you could do a multiple, a multiple action. Um, you know, but but then you're you're basically giving yourself a minus two. Um, for the possible benefit of getting a condition which is roughly the equivalent of that so so i'm not sure that players are going to see the value of tests or whether they really are valuable i suppose the one value is that if you've got an opponent with quite a high parry that at least here you are you, you know you're testing against their attribute role so you've maybe got more chance of, of 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 inflicting a condition on them than if you just do a straight fight attack against the parry but i'm not I'm not 100% sure about that change yet and whether it's for the best. I think that's one of the most significant changes they've made. They've made some other changes to skills. Some skills are, are a bit cheaper at character creation. I think athletics is one of those because athletics has become a little bit more important now. Throwing is covered by athletics now, so there are some changes. Anyway, this will be a good opportunity to sort of run all that through and see how it works. But one of the reasons why I've done a bit of, bit of a homebrew is because I really want to encourage players to kind of be all over the system and use all those bits of the system and use tests. And I'm going to do that by just liberally giving out bennies for things that seem like they're in genre. So so when, when players, instead of looking at their character sheet, when they go, oh, wow, can I try this with that window or with this hammer that's lying around, then, you know, even if it doesn't maximise the affordances of their character sheet, I'm just going to chuck bennies at them, which will, which will you know, bennies are... You know, just as powerful in this edition, and they really will really pay off. I'll probably let them spend bennies on damage rolls as well, um, and so bennies should really start paying off. So I won't bore you with this, but I've done some. There are grapple mechanics 
I think the grapple mechanics are fine, except there's a kind of, you know, there's that tangle of the use of the athletic skill, which I'm a little bit nervous about. Um, but I've, I've just made some extra rules to make throws slightly more interesting and slightly um, a way of, um, you know, just using some bits of the environment. If you throw people into things, you can do them damage. I've done some rules for a flying kick because I think that's quite in genre. Quite a lot of battles start with, with um you know, with with players charging towards each other, so I've done a kind of a, a, a kind of charge stroke flying kick rule that will that will capture some of that. Um, I've just I've changed the improved martial arts just to to capitalise on the fact that really, you know, if I'm trying to emulate Penchaxilat, then characters are going to pick up weapons as part of their fighting and I want them to be able to use those weapons with some of the bonuses that they would get for their unarmed attacks it doesn't seem fair to kind of split those skill sets that's not how that martial art works um I've done an improved disarm I seem to remember there used to be an improved disarm in earlier editions there isn't here but you know picking up weapons picking up weapons using whatever's around is part of the raid style combat but also not holding on to them very long losing them um so i want players to be rewarded for grabbing a nearby weapon or anything grabbing anything and using it as a weapon but i don't want them to be holding on to those weapons for too long so so i want to i want to make sure there are some good mechanics for getting rid of them again so the write-up I did, the session write-up was this. Kung Fu Cops! A dirty cop framed your squad and now every cop and every triad in Hong Kong is after you. Can you evade the machete-wielding hordes long enough to expose the rat who set you up? I think Savage Worlds is just the right crunch level for some fast, furious, hammer-grabbing, blade-dodging, wall-running, bone-shattering, leap-kicking fun. And I've warned players to expect near-endless ranks of bloodthirsty mooks to try their moves on. Explosions, car chases and rooftop parkour or your money back. Don't look at your character sheet. Look around you. Throw him for thrown through the window that's right have a benny what you've got a gun this is kung fu oh wait empty is it that's right throw it away get a benny so i really want to reward players for going hold on i'm you know i've, I've fired this gun a couple of times you know it needs to be empty or jammed or something like that so if they say my gun's empty i throw it away they can have a benny or two for that because that's absolutely in genre so that's that's what i'm going for the last thing which i'm quite excited about again just to just to really encourage players towards doing specific genre you know genre appropriate things and to get a bit of variety into the combat because really in savage worlds you could just use your fight skill over and over and over is that i'm going to get printed up i'm going to print my own deck uh, which obviously in savage worlds you use for initiative but on each card i'm going to have a different little mechanical twist that that player can use for that round in which they're acting on that card. Um, so an example of that might be, okay, um, you know, bone breaker or something. So I might do some little mechanics that encourage the player for that turn. They don't have to use they don't have to use the offer that's there, but I might say this 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 round if you use a particular or when you act on this card, if you use a particular kind of attack you can have a, a D8 or a D10 for your wild die instead of a D6, just to entice people to try out different things. Or, you know, this round, if, you, if you're able to pick up an improvised weapon, you might get a damage bonus or a bonus to hit or something like that. So I haven't really thought that through. If people have got some ideas of genre-specific things I should offer to characters um, on each of those cards, I've got to come up with quite a few of them. But... I figure I've got the summer to do that because Albert happens in, in September. So I'm going to sit down for a couple of days in the summer and make a list of 
cool things that happen quite a lot in fights that I can put on the cards with just a little, just a little benefit or gain a Benny if you do X or gain an extra Benny if you do X this round just to encourage people. You know, I think that'll be fun in a, in a, in a con game. Um, just a bit of inspiration on the card to, to entice people into doing particular things. But as I say, I haven't spent a massive amount of time trying to work out what the different things would be. Um, but I'm excited about that. I'll get out my old Chessex map. Uh, it's probably going to be a three-act thing. That's what I can manage. I think maybe we've got four hours there, at least three hours anyway, the sessions. Three-act thing. I'll probably start with a, you know, start in the middle of the action. You've been double-crossed. You're in trouble. Maybe there's a prisoner. You've got to get him get him out safely so maybe the first act is just survive <laughs> the hordes and then a bit of investigation in the middle and uh and uh, and a climactic you know battle invade invade the the uh the headquarters or invade the police station whatever it is uh, so i'm really looking forward to that and those are my three upcoming projects so that was deeper Sentol. I've been Dave Aldridge. Thanks, Che, for calling in. Uh, needless to say, when I when I finalise my my little rules tweaks for Kung Fu Cops, I'll put them up somewhere on a blog or something, um, and and I'll share my cards when I've made them. But if 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 you've got any ideas for um, maybe I should have given some better examples. But if you've got some ideas for um, genre specific activities even don't worry about the mechanics but sort of genre specific you know we're thinking the raid the raid two uh types of actions that i might want to encourage players to to get stuck into do please let me know um and i'm keen to hear any other thoughts you have you can leave a message on the anchor app or you can contact me on twitter or by email that's all in the podcast description i'll catch you soon bye bye <laughs>